Our scripture passages today comes from Genesis chapter 1, beginning with verse 26. And half of this passage is written in poetry. Listen for the word of the Lord. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the second passage from the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. For the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for the one who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we no longer know him that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Behold, everything has become fresh and new. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A couple of years ago, an artist in Northeast England received a grant from a public arts council. She went out to a, a hill overlooking a valley and built an observation platform. Below, she gathered a flock of sheep and spray-painted a word, a different word on every sheep. And then she invited people to come to the observation deck to look down below and see what poetic phrases would form from the sheep wandering about. Fun. Random. Abstract. Momentary. That's an image, isn't it? of modern life, the way a lot of people see it, random, abstract, no particular meaning to it all. There are other images of modern life. I think H.G. Wells gave a profound image in his classic novel, The Invisible Man. The lead character spends all his time alone, really caring for nothing and no one until he achieves his life goal, which is to become invisible. Step by step, the invisible man discovers that when he is invisible, he can do anything he wants, and it gets more and more horrible. He admits to one person that it is amazing what you can do when you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror anymore. He discovers also that he can't go out in the rain or fog because it would expose him as a greasy glimmer of humanity. I'd like you to hold those two images in life as two images of, of meaninglessness. Meaninglessness and mean-spiritedness. 
That really is the way a lot of people see themselves and see the world. As people of faith, we see things differently. Like every other human being, we picture the world through the images we have. Ed Farley, a theologian, describes the paradox of faith this way. He says, God does not come forth as God, but as something else. We cannot see it directly. We see it as something else. And so for us as people of faith, the arts help us to express the challenges to the dominant reality around us. I mean, walk around in this marvelous sanctuary, walk around in this whole building and you see how much the arts matter here. Why? Because the arts help us to express our experiences of God. Those experiences are reflected in the Bible itself. In Genesis chapter one, it says God created. God is an artist. God created each and every one of us differently, and yet in God's image. We are works of art from God's hand, every one of us. The second book of the Bible, Exodus, dedicates nearly half of its pages to the artwork of their mobile temple. Why? Because their mobile temple had all these images that helped them remember what God had do, done for them and, ex and to remember the experience of God that they had. The book of Psalms is almost completely a work of musical art. First John says, see what love the Father has given, making us children of God, and that is what we are. And what we shall be has not yet been revealed. In other words, God as an artist has not finished yet with us. Second Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Even the book of Revelation, which concludes saying, behold, I make all things new. In other words, the curtain has not yet been drawn back on how the Creator will create new works of art among us and through us. God is Creator and God is love. Two sometimes seemingly paradoxical images, and yet when we put those together, all these creative things happen and creative ideas about the world come into being. The world needs people of faith who think about love and who think about God recreating the way things are because there are all these people out there with a distinct lack of imagination that thinking about these sorts of things, people willing to do meaningless, empty, harsh, and even horrible things. The tragic events of this last week in Israel are nearly incomprehensible. There are times when the world needs to stop the violence and injustice. But how do we find our way back from such tragedies out of the darkness that is imposed on us by these greasy glimmers of humanity? I think the answer is found in these passages reminding us of God's love, creating and recreating us and giving us the power to be God's creative people in the world, creating with love. I remember poignantly 
And thinking about the events of this week, a trip long ago through the parliament building uh, in Israel through the Knesset. Uh, what struck me when I finished our tour was, was there was this giant tapestry, this series of tapestry by the artist Marc Chagall. Images of Moses and King David and the people of Israel between them, which has to do with the values that they seek to seek to embody in their nation, and that that's what they're trying to do. And no nation is perfect, but that's the goals that they keep on trying to move towards. I'd like to share a quote from Chagall himself. He said, "In our life, as on an artist's palette." There is but one color which provides the meaning of life. It is the color of love. I like that so much. Uh, Would you mind if I repeat it again? In our life, as on an artist's palette, there is but one color which provides the meaning of life. It is the color of love. We color our lives by the choices we make. And life is not color by numbers. It's not easy and simple. But rather, it is an ongoing experience of discovering God's love in our lives and how that shapes us, can shape us, can reshape us, and how we are then set free to shape ourselves. When we are painted, shaped, carved, created by God's love, it gives life meaning and it makes life new. It gives us freedom to respond to the world around us, to respond in in positive ways to God's loving hand that is empowering us and keeps on creating us. It helps us discover how we can not become invisible men and women, but can have substance in our lives. Genesis is saying to each and every one of us, you are a work of art from God's hand. You are a work of, God, of art from God's hand. God's hand has shaped you. Now take it from here and keep on creating. Of course, when we're talking about these sorts of things, we're talking about character, aren't we? And character, technically thought of, is not a possession. It's not a fixed, fixed object. We don't have a character Character's dynamic. We keep on choosing to have character, choosing to be people of substance, people that, that, that can be trusted to be loving. We're not like those mindless sheep. It's minute-by-minute minute choices to express ourselves in ways that are loving, that makes us who we are. Life and love is an art. And ethics is about taking responsibility for our lives and creating in ways that express truly the depths of who we are. In every situation, responding to the Creator who created us and is creating us anew through our creating loving responses to the world around us. It has to do with us paying attention to people and asking what is going on here now in this place? And how have I practiced love today? Like any art, the more you practiced, the more adept you become. 
Malcolm Gladwell popularized the idea that if you want to be a virtuoso piano player, you have to practice for 10,000 hours. Well, I think uh, my piano teacher would bear witness, doesn't matter how many hours he practices. If you don't practice well, it's the practicing well. It's setting goals, pushing yourself, setting those goals to do the hard things that help you to gain mastery. And so it is with love. Love can take all sorts of shapes and forms, and the easy things, they're nice to have in the world. They're good. But the world needs profound love. And that's where we have to push ourselves to grow more and more to express that love of God in our lives. That's what'll change the world. It's up to each of us to gain a sense of mastery of love in our lives to shape our character, and that will reshape the world. Of course, we're all gonna do it in different things. God created us differently. That's a good thing. Some of us use the color of love and, and paint the world around us like, like George Seurat in his pointillism, where, in his Sunday afternoon on the island. It's very detailed and very careful. And others of us are more like Van Gogh, slapping the paint on with a spatula. Love is an art. How does God call you to express yourself in those creative acts always coloring with the color of love to give life meaning to yourself and to the world around you. God is empowering us, having shaped us, having created us, and then saying to the world, show them who you are. Love is an art, and we're called to express ourselves in our own unique style. But whether we create our lives always to mix in the color of love. So what vision, what goal has God given you to help create yourself and to create the world with love? People cannot see God, but they can see where the love is. They can see the transcendence, the transforming, powerful, sacrificial, surprising, self-giving, unexpected love of God through our lives as we paint our world around us with love. When we color the world with love, the love that God puts on our palette, it does two things. It brings new things to life. We are co-creators with God in shaping the world, and it makes it clear. It makes it clear as someone created by the hand of our loving God that God is real and that God is present. I think the scripture invites us as people created by God's loving hand to say, show them who you are. Make yourself visible for all to see. So what's on your palette? How is God calling you to color your life with love? I'm deeply impressed with the ways that, that this church comes together in community. 
as, as, as Calvin shared this morning, as, as uh, Pastor Edwin and the, the church, uh, the, uh, the new member committee is seeking to develop um, uh, small groups. Um, David Brooks said, you know, that we've gone for a radical individualism for the last 60 years and it's tearing us apart. He, Brooks says, what we need more than anything else is to come together and to create community every week, every month, for people to gather together with people that they know and trust, share a meal, and, and, and come to know each other as people who are different, but who discover the relationships together. When the new member committee put out a piece of paper saying, what ideas do you have to help build these small groups? We had over 30 different ideas of things that people would do. And we're working to put that into practice and find ways to make those things happen. Because community matters here, because love matters in this church. And we want to grow in how that love shapes us and how we can shape one another and shape the world. Generosity is another way that we express ourselves. You know I'm not shy about asking people to pledge to the church. People who pledge set priorities. They give themselves goals. And when they give themselves goals, they meet those goals. And they feel as they give closer to God and closer to the core of the work of this congregation. You should have received a love letter from me by now with a pledge card inside. I invite you, when you fill out that pledge card, create. <laughs> Do something spectacular. What, what is it Jesus said? God loves a cheerful giver. It's just as well translated. God loves a hilarious giver. Do something hilarious with your pledge this year. Because we're facing a challenging year before us. I'm not going to hold back on telling you that. We're just now coming to understand the impact that the pandemic has had on us in terms of our budget. And next year is going to be a, a difficult year unless we express that love of God in ways that show the freedom and the love that we have for one another. Many of you have already gotten your pledge card in, and I want to say thank you, and I want to invite everyone to do something beautiful for this church in expressing your love in the coming year. I want to close with a, an image. Uh, if love is an art, then let's close an image with an image from a, an artist. El Greco was a painter, and one of his most famous works is called Moderna Triptych. Standing in the foreground of the crucifixion, there are three women who are the embodiment of faith, hope, and love. It's hard to identify which one is faith and which one is hope. But the third woman, well, we know she is love because she's holding a child in her arm and holding another child by her hand. And there's other children clutching her legs and spreading out behind her children beyond number. That's love because love is known for her offspring and true love has children beyond number. It's a beautiful image. We have so many opportunities, so many ways that God has created us to be creative in the world 
to paint the world with love. Make your life mean something. Make sure, however you express it, to remember those words of Chagall, there is but one color which provides true meaning of life. It is the color of love. Make your life mean something. Color your life with love, the kind of love that we experience again and again in Jesus Christ, who loves us all. Amen.